Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 1988 film, The Couch Trip, is a comedy, and I use the word comedy very loosely, about a mental patient played by Dan Aykroyd who escapes from the asylum, as, as they say, not the probably not the best choice of a description to use, and assumes the identity of a radio um, call-in um, psychiatrist to um, dispense pearls of wisdom to people. Uh, joining us today is comedian Marvin McCarthy. Uh, Marvin, thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Now, this podcast is what I like to call a commentary track format for a very simple reason, to remind you that you're not alone. I know many people listening today will say, what do you mean I'm not alone? Of course I'm alone. I'm the only one here. What I mean by that is when you have someone to go to a movie with, when you have someone to watch a movie with, then movie watching is a social activity. But when you don't have anyone to watch a movie with, when you don't have anybody to go to the movie with, then movie watching becomes a solo activity a solitary activity. And so I will be here with you to watch the movie with you. Uh, Marvin will be here with you to watch the movie. It might not be the whole length of the movie, but we'll at least be here for a part of the time with you to uh, keep you company. Um, so we will be on the other side of the pause button if you would like to listen to this podcast and watch the movie at the same time. Um, I did also want to mention the uh, crisis text lines. There are a couple, at least a couple uh, different crisis text lines available. In the US, you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. In the UK, you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. And I know there are others, depending on where you are in the world. So check your local listings, as they say. Uh, Marvin, thank you for thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so as, as you may know, and I mentioned some of this before we started, and, and for those who don't know, one of the reasons why I started this podcast was to look at depictions of mental illness in the media, one of the one of the, the goals, so to speak. And I often get frustrated when I hear people, you know, and rightfully so, rightfully so, I want to add, um, you know, being offended at something they saw in a movie and specifically something inaccurate about a movie. And that's why I felt it was important to have an episode for this movie, The, the Couch Trip, because honestly, with what I described, um, does that sound like something that would get pe people's feathers ruffled? Yeah, it's getting my feathers ruffled. Yeah, it it it, it does, <laughs> and um, and and it's a horrible movie, by the way. I just wanted to put put that out there so people know where where I stand on the matter. Um, the movie is rated R, which which I say because there is a lot of gratuitous profanity, some gratuitous sexual content. Now, people are probably wondering, oh, well, I want to see this movie now. <laughs> um, but it, it does have a lot of, honestly, stereotypical characteristics. The whole inmate escaping from the asylum sort of stereotype and uh, trope, as it were. And now, now comedy, though, uh, in general, when, it, when it's not ignorant and... Um, you know, stereotypical. Comedy, though, is a tremendous form of therapy, though, isn't it? Therapy? Um, it, would, it depends on the comedian that you're talking about. Because yeah. it, the, So there's some comedians that are very into... it. Yeah, you are, it depends on the comedian. I mean, there's a lot... There's certain saying that some comedians, they do it because they've got lots of health issues and they can't cope with things. Yeah. And there's others that just got on with life. Yeah. And to be honest, I just do it because I like making people laugh. Yeah. And um, I mean, in terms of therapy, it isn't necessarily the case from my side of things, but I actually 
it, when you make people laugh, it makes yeah. you feel very happy. And so, Definitely. like, the stuff you have going on through yeah. the day, because it's something you enjoy, yeah. dissipates when you go up on stage and you make people laugh. Definitely. Definitely. And, th- and that brings healing to the world. I mean, it really does. That, you know, compared to, uh, you know, other forms of entertainment that don't have that same value, that don't have that, that, that same benefit. Um, so that, that's got to be a good feeling, though. I mean, knowing that what you're doing, it, it brings joy to people. It brings, you know, that's at the end of the day, you're, you're bringing joy to people. Yeah. Yeah. And this, <laughs> it's, that's, it's uh, one thing. Yeah. I think, I mean, comedy and many performing arts have taken a, an enormous hit. I mean, it's a proper Mike Tyson KO at the moment. But when things sort of recover, I mean, those that survive, like venues and like theatres and all that, they're going to be raking it in. And I think people are going to have a much bigger appreciation for the performing arts as a whole. Because I've seen that in a lot of gigs, that even though there's a lot of restrictions, a lot of them are filling out easier, perhaps, than they did before. Where do you stand on a lot of the shows going to virtual, where there's like a virtual tip cup you've seen or else they have, where do, where do you stand on that as far as shows going virtual? It's not too bad, but if it, it's not the same thing. So part of the excitement of being on stage, you don't know yeah. where it's going to go yeah. and you don't know what the audience, you don't know how the audience is going to go. But when you do that on a Zoom gig, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. Like um, many people that I speak to, so a comedian that helps me run the gigs sometimes, yeah. like just that I employed recently for running comedy gigs, when he was helping me run the online gigs, he came across as a completely different person. But when you meet them face to face, you get a far more measure of a person than if you're on here. True, true. So I, I feel I, I Zoom, doing gigs on Zoom are a little limited. Uh, I mean, it helps a little bit and it helps yeah. maybe making your writing more pinpoint, yeah. but it's not as fun. Yeah. Now, for those who might be watching the movie, this is one of of many <laughs> of, of many of the uh, problem points where where you see the D- the Dan Aykroyd character uh, talking someone off a ledge, which obviously is a good thing since we don't want people to you know jump off a ledge. The problematic point of that is it's not a trained professional doing that, and he's also putting himself in, in, in danger. Uh, that, that, that said, I wanted to ask you, have you had um, experiences at shows when you've talked with someone either, either before the show or after the show, and it's someone who you can tell is going through a hard time and, and you kind of check in with them afterwards or, um, that, that, you know, you sort of going through your mind, okay, well, I wonder how that person's doing what what do you mean by that you need to explain that yeah just when when like for example when when you t- t- talk with someone like before a show and just greeting them you know how are you doing that that kind of thing and and someone might be you know looking to um just a night on the town due to maybe maybe, maybe a job loss or they you know they just broke up with with, with, with um with someone and looking to, to, to any, were there any things like that where you sort of have like just a nagging feeling wondering how they're gonna take it in other words so any moments like that i will have a chat look i think when the shows i run or whatever we try and have a sort of a fun light-hearted feel before and after the show so i mean i just want to have a good time with them so me and people that are there we want to try and have a laugh so i try and yeah. They say anything like that. I mean, I'll listen to them and say, that's fine. But then I'll listen a little bit. But then, you know, I'll go on to try and have a good time. Get them to forget about it. Yeah. Well, to think about it. Um, yeah, I think the whole point of the thing with comedy, as you said, it's a good thing, is to get people to forget about their troubles. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, we'll mention it a bit and I'll listen a bit. But I think the whole point of what I'll try and aim with the gigs or as a comedian is get people to forget about stuff. Exactly. And, and uh, the, the thing about forgetting your troubles and laughing, that's precisely why I think that this movie is, is a terrible movie, because anybody who's, you know, in counseling or, or, or various levels of treatment is undoubtedly watching this movie and going, 
said, hey, that's not funny. <laughs> that's, that's not, uh, you know, I don't find that entertaining. Um, so uh, on, on that point, though, I, I was I was wondering how do you, uh, how have you dealt with the the times when there is someone who gets offended with with, with, with you know it, like how, how much attention do do you afford it? Uh, are you offended with my stuff or other people's stuff? You have to be um, kind of kind of both. I mean, have you encountered stuff where where you are offended with someone's material, and, and vice versa? Have you been told that someone's been well the thing is people don't really respond well to criticism so you don't yeah, want to yeah. be that guy that tells them the truth because yeah. you get a lot of adverse effects yeah so i mean i will only say something if it needs to be said yeah but there's a lot of comedians that will do a lot of dark and crude stuff that maybe i don't necessarily agree, agree with and yeah. i find a bit iffy yeah. but you know that's up to them and I'm not going to choose to be offended by it. Yeah. I'll just let them do their thing and they'll find out what works for them. Yeah, things. because that's one of the things that I've sort of had a had a hard time with as I've been doing the podcast is I don't want to be another voice in the chorus of getting offended. You know what I mean? Because I don't... You know, I care about people getting help. I care about getting people treated. I, I care about people not waiting six months to see a to see a doctor. And so, yeah, I I, I can I can rip on the, the, the this movie for any number of reasons that I you know I've <laughs> mentioned already, and we'll probably get into later. But that's not something that will help people get better. You know what I mean? It's. Uh, I mean, so your your aim with the podcast is just to be the voice that people are hearing that they're alone. Be the exactly they can talk to exactly just to provide that that voice that voice of, of comfort that voice of support to let them know that, that 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 they're not alone. I mean, it could be that I might be the only voice someone hears today, and so it's worth doing this just for that one person, wherever they may be. Okay, I mean. <sighs> I mean, let's, what, what, what are you getting at again? Um, as far as, um, actually, you know what, I'm going to, do you want to, re, re, let's redo this, because I, I think I'm getting off track a bit. <laughs> Can I, is it okay if I redo it just one, just one time? Or do you want to keep one. going? Should I, should I keep going, keep it real? <laughs> let's keep going. Okay. Then... Okay. Yeah. Let's. So, what you're hearing is is me being as open and honest as possible. <laughs> so, um, so th thank you, thank you for for being honest with, with your answer as well. So, what you're hearing is me and my my very thoughts as they're as they're coming to me. Um, so, so you had asked what what my my, my question was. Was that what you were? So, uh, no. You you were saying a few things, and I got. got oh, okay. Um, let me see. I'm. Oh, as far as um, yeah, you had asked about the, the 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 podcast and the 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 point of it, and that's to like you said to be that voice for people who might be going through a hard time, and to to be that voice for them. And so that's one of the the goals that I have for that is to provide that sense of of support and and that sense of someone knowing that what they're going through that 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 they're not alone. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, <laughs> it, it's a bit of a. I mean, there's a lot of things. Things are hard to change, though. I mean, like, it, I mean, what's it called? Tony Robbins says that a, a problem is a blessing in a way, and maybe if you didn't don't have. Um, on the flip side, if you do have challenges or problems if you recover from them and you use them for things that, that are good or things that you didn't think were possible yeah. you use that pain or difficulty and you overcome it then the victory is a lot more than if you didn't have anything to fight against oh absolutely absolutely and that's one of the things that i that i want to um, emphasize and, and thank you for mentioning that because I, I do like uh, tony robbins the 
because the audience that I always want to be mindful of is the ones who will will say, oh, it takes every fiber of my being to get out of bed this morning, or it takes every fiber of my being just to just to listen to your podcast today. And so you're, you're right. It is, um, it does take, um, it does take effort and it does take, um, it does, it does take that effort to, um, to, to, to work, to work through that. So absolutely. But for change to happen, the person has to be willing to listen and Definitely. be open and yeah. be like saying, Oh, maybe I'm not right. Because even if they are listening right now and they're not willing to take on board what you say, it's not going to achieve too much. And if they're so entrenched in the, you you have to find a way of i mean not everyone's going to listen they're going to be so but the thing is i mean my uh tyson fury says what he does to get himself not to be depressed rather than take any medication or anything like that he i mean i it's a rich saying for me but what he says he, he overcame mental health and he says that he um focuses on a goal every day yeah. like he, he's very focused on his goals and they help focus him and um, I was speaking to a lot of people, a friend of mine who's doing quite well himself. He's a scientist and he's um, got a business. And he says that sometimes depression is a result of boredom. Mm -hmm. sure. And so sometimes with people, maybe they need to find something that they're passionate and they like. Mm -hmm. And they need things to that focus them, energize them. It doesn't have to be anything big, but just yeah, yeah. find something that would really make them feel good. So if they're... they're 50 pounds or something overweight yeah. getting to think of a diet and lose like 10 weights in a bit but something that's sort of achievable and something mm -hmm. that would make them feel good at the end like they've achieved De something definitely definitely because that that is a um and it, it's a journey like what you're talking about that that is a journey it's um something where it does require effort and time and dedication and, and commitment so yeah ab absolutely that's something that i'm definitely a, a firm believer in absolutely and, and dieting could be a big thing as well i think people need to think about that a bit more that's something i want to get into uh also you need to think about what sort of things you're watching mm -hmm. so if you're just watching trash tv all the time where it's gossip oh it makes you feel good for a bit but you're not really learning anything that can help you or anything that's sort of insightful that's going to change you or that's that's really fun <laughs> it's you've got to think about what you're letting into your life what, like what you're watching, what you're doing. Because um, if you've watched, I don't know, Big Brother or Love Island for British viewers, or I don't know what's a big American reality yeah. TV show, I don't know, whatever whatever it is, yeah. for hours and hours, you're wasting a lot of your time on things yeah. that ain't going to bring any value to you. Yeah. And I'm I'm so happy to hear you say that because that's one of the things that actually has come up on, on prior episodes of the podcast is there's so much negativity and just so much garbage out there that, you know, I'm sure it's possible for someone to feel better and feel happier if they're only watching all that negativity and all that garbage, you know, I'm, it's possible, <laughs> but it's, it's not necessarily likely that it's a way to get better. So absolutely. That's, that's something that has been mentioned on, on, on prior um, podcasts. One of the reasons why this um, comedy and many comedies in general are, are good because it, it does get you out of your head for just a little while. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so good. <laughs> um, now for those who are watching again, this is something where the Dan Aykroyd character, he's in a straitjacket. This is the movie from 1988, not not too long ago, and he's in this the the the, the doctor's office. Well, this is actually the uh, prison warden slash um, head doctor, and he's in a freaking straitjacket. <laughs> so I'd imagine, undoubtedly, those who are watching, yeah, that's not the smartest or the most accurate thing to be putting in a movie if he's not and, and and plus he's he's playing like this lovable goofball why is if this if this character is not in a um posing a threat to anyone then why is he in a straitjacket 
you know, stuff, little stuff like that, where, you know, you're watching to go, okay, well, why is this guy in a straight chair? You know what I mean? Stuff like that, where you have to wonder why it's in here, if it doesn't really add anything to, um, but yeah, it's, um, but yeah, and, and that's something where, um, no, no, one thing, and, and I'm glad you're here today because I think it's important to have, you know, a, a wide variety of perspectives and a wide variety of, of opinions, um, much like in life. You know, when you go through life, you deal with different people every day and, and, um, and whatnot. And I, I think when someone's working through um, any stuff, any hard times that they're going through, that, you know, this would be the, the, the same way. Um, even times when a, um, a podcast such as this one um, is not as professionally produced and, and well managed and prepared as I, I as I would like. <laughs> so this this is um, going to work. Going to talk through this. Going definitely going to talk through this. Um, now, was there anything you were wondering about about the podcast that I that I didn't mention that you, you that you were wondering about? Um, so, well, look, movies are always going to try and make things look entertaining more than they actually are. So there's going to be a lot of lies in them anyway. So if you look at a lot of medieval films, there's a lot of, um, I was speaking to a guy from the Armored Combat League, and um, basically it's an MMA version of night fighting with armor, modern day version, look it up. So oh, I yeah, shouldn't, yeah. but it's it's yeah. with and Andre. Oh, what's his surname again? Don't quote me. It's Andre. Um, Andre on he's on Night Fight. That's the guy. yeah, yeah. Andre Night Fight. Uh, see now, yeah, that's so, him. okay, cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's what they do, and it it's it, when you look at Game of Thrones, it's not like medieval warfare wasn't as flashy as it as you see there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, yeah, and that's um, and some of it has to do with um, now. One thing for those who are watching that is Victoria Jackson um, from Saturday Night Live from the '80s era. Um, so the, if you're watching this, you, you know little bits and pieces that kind of jump out at you. Uh, but yeah, that's something where um, it it does at the end of the day get down to is it funny is it entertaining does it does it does it make me laugh and in the case of, of this movie the couch trip a lot of it just did not make me laugh <laughs> you know there was some some stuff that did but there's a lot that didn't a lot that just came across as just stupid i mean this was directed by michael ritchie who made uh the, the fletch movies with chevy chase and he made the bad news beer so it's coming from a guy who who should know better and i i'm guessing that the the reason for this being a horrible movie might be maybe just laziness i'm guessing because this movie bombed this movie bombed at the box office um, a lot of people have not heard of it, and I'm, I'm happy that they haven't heard of it. And this this podcast episode might be the first time people are hearing about this movie, um, which I guess is a good thing because if it's something that's a not funny and b is promoting harmful stereotypes of, of mental health, then it's probably just as well that it's not for, that it's not as well remembered. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, so is this um, so? This is probably a podcast that you you haven't a type of podcast that you haven't been on before. Then, as far as uh, I've been on, maybe I've been on a few podcasts in terms of interviews, but most of the time, with all the podcasts, I'm normally the one that's been doing the interviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I often don't have the time to do the to do the interview to be an interviewee. But, yeah. Um, yeah. That's. Yeah. Um, but you had alluded to it when we were scheduling about how a lot of comedians and, and comedy in general is very well suited to uh, just being, um, you know, out of sorts. Uh, I don't know if that's the case of all of them, but there yeah. isn't all of 
not just comedians, but it's a good number of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's just if you look at the logic of it, I mean, making a fool of yourself on stage in front of strangers, it's not. Yeah. Is it really a thing that people would normally want to do? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. That, that's a good question. I, I, I wonder about that um, because you don't know what you had alluded to before. You don't know what the reaction is going to be. Um, I always have you been watching the I guess for you it would be the Britain's Got Talent th th this year. Um, I don't really watch those sort of programs because yeah. I okay. think it's not really for me. Okay, <laughs> because they're and open. I'll openly admit this is that's the one exception that I have to the um, the TV thing, because they're they're, and it was different this year because a lot of a lot of the acts were were done virtual. It was not done in the studio. I think there were maybe three episodes before everything everything hit, and then the uh, all the additions went to virtual, and it just did not feel the same. There was obviously a lot of good talent, a, a lot of you know worthy talent that you know deserves a top prize, but it just it didn't feel the same that there was no audience to because that that's part of the act in a lot of cases. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen some of my comedy friends, they'll post a clip on, on Facebook. Uh, I know a few that have been on Americans Got Talent and Britain's Got Talent. I mean, I know one of them, like John Hastings. He's one of the best comedians I've oh, seen. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just not the same. It's not as fun, but... Yeah. Yeah, and also suits maybe a certain type of comedian. Like yeah. with a live show with people and all that, that suits loads of different types of comedians. But Definitely. when you do it in sort of a virtual thing, I think it limits the type of comedians that are going to do well in it. Yeah. Now, now for those who are watching and listening, here's a perfect example of why this movie sucks. <laughs> he, 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 um, he gets an airline ticket. Uh entirely out of mistaken identity he gets on the plane entirely mistaken identity nobody bothers to check his id and i'm thinking okay he's going on a major airline he's traveling across the country to um, you know take on the identity of some of some famous psychologist and nobody bothers to check his id i mean really <laughs> so um this is a good movie to hate watch i mean, that would that would be a good way of putting it it's um, are there any are there any comedies that, that you sort of hate watch because because you don't like them or any, any movie in general that you sort of hate watch? Hate watch. Ooh, <laughs> I can say films. I can say things that I don't like, but I think that hate watch is sort of something that I feel is an unproductive use of time. Yeah, true. Well, it, it can be unproductive when it doesn't bring any benefit. So in that respect, yes. yes when hard. it's yeah. when it's when it's such as this, where I'm making a, a diligent effort to correct any any. So so you're you're correct. Maybe um, actually, uh, actually, can you just a second? Okay. I am very sorry about that. Um, that was a spam call that I just took. I didn't know that was, I should not have picked it up. So I do apologize. And I, I am very sorry to you and, and sorry to the listeners. I, I should not have done that. Um, so you know what this means? This episode is probably one of the most honest and accurate and warts at all episode that I've done before. You realize yeah. that? Yeah, I, I think it might endear you to the listeners, though. 
if you keep a lot some of it in that has gone a bit hiccupy, it they may yeah they like you more yeah because um, that didn't that didn't dawn on me I mean I, I saw that I recognized a phone I thought I recognized a phone number which is why I picked it up and I thought it might have been an emergency and then I pick it up and it's some some political garbage that I should not have picked up the phone and then meanwhile you're sitting there wondering okay what what podcast did i get on today and the people listening are probably going okay well what am i listening to <laughs> so not 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 a good look for the podcast <laughs> but you edit it out anyway <laughs> actually no i i don't edit i do not edit so what you heard is what's what's going to be out there Oh, right, that was. <laughs> oh, so th if you're listening, this this episode right now that you're listening to, this would be the most honest and unedited and warts and all episode uh, yet. <laughs> um, now, now for those who are watching, and again, I, I just want to emphasize this: the um, there is one aspect of the movie that that I don't necessarily think sucks, and that's the the Walter Matthau character. Um, do you remember the movie uh, Trading Places, the one with uh, Eddie Murphy and um, I forgot the guy's name. Um, it might be Dan Aykroyd too. I'm in a Dan Aykroyd mood today for some reason. But the the Walter Matthau character, he's like he's like the you know the homeless guy, the lovable homeless guy that sort of is a, a, a you know a staple in, in movies like this. He is um, he looks like he could have wandered in from Trading Places. That's what he looks like. He looks like he could have wandered in from a different movie entirely. <laughs> so that's like an interesting aspect of the movie is you have a character who looks like he wandered in from trading places. Um, but one of the one reasons why I, why I have a lot of problems with it, with this movie. Um, but does that make sense? So, I mean, rather than being offended, don't you think it makes more sense to, to just speak out about why it may be problematic. Don't you think that that adds more value, though? Uh, it can be entertaining to, to see the, <laughs> what's wrong with it. And it yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a YouTube video which um, goes through all the incorrect details of the Battle of Winterfell in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Film. Stuff like that. And um, even, you know, and, and I'm not going to pick on the movie for this, though. Wait, who am I, who am I kidding? Yes, I will. <laughs> the movies from the 80s, which obviously there's lots of good movies from the 1980s, but when the movie looks incredibly dated, and I'm talking about cell phones that are the size of a brick, you know, that, that kind of detail, um, it looks like a time capsule. <laughs> it really does. So it kind of... You know, when you look at, okay, well, why, you know, how and why were these screenwriters, and there were four screenwriters, which I think is part of the part of the problem. Uh, there's the, the whole uh, notion of like, the more screenwriters you have, the worse the movie is. You know, you have one screenwriter, it's a good movie, you have 10 screenwriters, the movie sucks. This movie is sort of, a, you know, exhibit, you know, A of that, because <laughs> there were four screenwriters. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something where, you know, I can't, you know, I don't even think straight jackets are even used in any mental hospitals anymore. I could be mistaken in that, but I don't, you know, I can think of one other movie where a straight jacket's used and that's Silence of the Lambs where Hannibal Lecter is getting, you know, transported. That's the only other movie I can think of where there's a straight jacket used in a prominent scene in the movie. I mean, can you think of any movies that where someone has a straight jacket on other than this and Silence of the Lambs? Uh, I've been to a magic show where they use it as a, as a magic trick. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but that but that's more for escape, and that's something where it's that's a, a conventional and a traditional, uh, you know, escape. Uh, you know, a, you know, a time honored tradition dating back to Houdini and, and earlier. Uh, it's really not done for purposes of, of, of making fun of anyone, but more for purposes of, of escape, to, to escape from it. Um, but yeah, that's all, like I said, it's, um, and I'm really getting, we're really getting off track here, huh? <laughs> and right about now, you're probably wondering, okay, what did I get myself into? What, what sort of podcast did I uh, show up for? Um, but look at that, there are going to be some episodes where I just, 
with with the way my week's been, I'm just not not going to be as as well prepared as I thought I would be, and um, and it kind of is. Um, there may be some episodes where I'm just going to roll with it, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, so, was there were were you wondering about anything else about about the the podcast and, and any other questions that you were wondering about? Um. So, what's um, what often when people do things is often a personal sort of emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. So, like with Muhammad Ali, he got into boxing because people stole his bike. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Who was it that? Yeah, there's. Here's another instance. There's. Um, one of the things about tennis that made McEnroe do so well is that he hated losing. Yeah. And so your reason for doing the podcast, what there's there's obviously a reason so why you've chosen to do a mental health podcast. Yeah. So what sort of personal emotional drive has pushed you to want to push this podcast out there to people in the world? Uh, that's a good question. I would say impatience. I just got tired of seeing a lot of the, and I alluded to this earlier, I, I got tired of seeing a lot of the discussion and conversation that I didn't feel was speaking to me. I didn't feel like, you know, nobody's ever called me and said, okay, well, we're going to do a survey about things you can't say to someone who has depression or things you can't say to someone who has bipolar. And I, I and you've seen these stories where there, where it's like things you can't say to someone with, you know, or, or movies that are, uh, have problematic no one's ever asked me for my vote on on things like this and so I do think that there's a lot of perspective about mental health that just is not out there and a lot of um, um, just a, a lot of voices that I'm not hearing but what's the story why why has it touched in your heart what what situation has happened or what, like, yeah, what situation has happened that has made you want to get into this? Because oh, no- oh, I, I see, I see what you're saying. There are some mental health organizations that I've looked to to help them and, and be a part of what they're doing, and my inquiries, some have been acknowledged, some have not. Basically, being treated like I'm bothering someone, like I, like I'm. Like I want to share in what they're doing. I want to share in the goal of eradicating stigma about mental illness and, and doing what I can to talk about this and normalize the conversations. And for some reason, that in and of itself is threatening to people. Many people who are dealing with a mental health um, situation, be it bipolar, be it depression, be it anxiety, there is often an element of wanting to uh, dictate what that looks like. And if someone comes along who has a different um, image of what that looks like, that that's what I've encountered is people who often feel that what I'm talking about, that it doesn't match their story and what they're talking about does not seem to match my story. And so that's, it's feeling ignored, I guess you could say feeling ignored, like my story and my experiences don't matter, but someone else who has similar feelings, similar stuff that they've gone through, that their, their experiences are somehow more valid and more better than mine. So that would be, that would be the, the way of putting it, I suppose. Okay, so you, you feel, so, you feel annoyed about the injustice of lies and mis- misinformation. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredibly, um, I think that, yeah, there's a, a lot of uh, injustice all the way, you know, all the way around and a lot of just people not being honest with how they feel. And yeah, uh, that would, that would be very true. But it still hasn't quite got to what's triggered you into doing it <laughs> because it's the, 
is a reason inside because what you're saying there is all sort of surface level things that sound good yeah yeah but it's not like in the self-actualization of things that really sort of matter inside here okay. and here okay. okay this is good I, and, and this is good i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it on record i'm not gonna i'm not gonna so let me think about what um and, and i'm so glad you asked that because this is like that this is this might be the most honest and uh warts and all episode so um i would say maybe just well with what i had mentioned earlier about feeling alone that's something where when i when i've felt alone and isolated i guess that would be one of the underlying feelings is feeling isolated and, and alone because when I was looking for, uh, you know, who I thought would be my peers, I don't hear what I'm talking about being reflected or, or, or validated. So a lot of, so underneath that would be a lot of a fear and, and isolation about just being all by my, all being all by my, all by myself and a lot of the loneliness and isolation around okay. that. I could ask another question, but I don't <laughs> want to. I mean, it, it's it, again. You don't want to say the event. Do you want to say the event that's made you think like that, though? Because there's often a me an event that's happened with meaning that's made you realize that, like, yeah. oh, I was struggling yeah. with my wife or my husband uh -huh. or whatever, yeah. this and that, and then there was yeah. no one there. Yeah. So that's why I want to do the podcast. Yeah. What? Well, so a specific event? You mean? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. Um, I would say probably just, and I, I'm not going to say COVID-19 because obviously a lot of what I'm dealing with has been, you know, predating, um, COVID-19. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that. Um, I would say just getting to a point where I, um, I wanted to do more. I, I, I got to a point where I saw stuff in our world going the way that it's been going. And I felt that there was a, a duty or responsibility to just do something. And this seemed like an, you know, a practical way to, to do something, if that makes sense. Okay. When, uh, when I lost my brother a few years ago, uh, that was one of the events that probably led to this because I know that he was someone who did do a lot of, you know, it wasn't podcasting. I don't think podcasting was as widely as, as you know, pervasive as it is now. But uh, be that my older brother did have some element of reaching out into the community and just, you know, helping people. So yeah. somewhat of that, I suppose, you know, carrying okay. on. But uh but but this is cool. I'm I'm glad I I'm glad I've left this on on record <laughs> and, and didn't didn't stop. So um, this is good. Like I said, um, is there anything else that you were wondering about? Um, what sort of questions do you generally get on the podcast? <laughs> um, well, well, the, the the types of questions that people ask me, do you mean, or the, the questions that I ask others? Uh, generally the questions that people ask you on the podcast the, the question that people sometimes will ask me is what sort of audience that i have which i, I think you've asked and my my target audience is anyone going through a hard time it doesn't necessarily mean that someone will have bipolar necessarily or depression necessarily but just someone who can benefit from words of encouragement words of motivation um I'm often asked about my own experiences and what you know qualifies me to to be doing this, and and I would say that I've been through um, you know all the therapy and all and all and still am to, to some degree, and the um, just navigating th through all that and just um, feeling like I I have something to offer at, the, at this point. Hmm. Um, I'm often asked about why I went with this format because I would say it's the two things that I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about movies 
even when they suck, <laughs> like 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 this movie does, and equally passionate about mental health and and uh, information and awareness. So it seemed like I wanted to have my cake and eat it too, basically, rather than having to pick and choose. Sure. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then people have also asked about um, what my audience size is. Um, and it's still a new, still in relatively new, so under three, four months time frame. But it's, I want to say over, because I, I I did something that seemed like a good idea at the time, which I still think is a good idea. At least that's just my opinion, which is I have this on two different podcast hosts, which means my numbers are... I don't say skewed necessarily, but I don't have the most up-to-date and accurate numbers because there are two different hosts that each have their own analytics. So when I look at the numbers, I don't know which one is correct. If I, do I add them up and do a total or do I do an average or, you know, so, but it averages maybe a few hundred at this point. So yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's how many you've got if you've put them together, a few hundred then. Yeah. So it's, it's um, yeah, and it's averages maybe 30, 30 or less per episode is what it's averaged out, I think. So it's within 300, 500 range at this point. Yeah, that's good. From, from what I've seen, uh, multiple countries. The, uh, one of the hosts gives a breakdown of per country. And, um, but yeah, yeah. And you know what? And I'll, I'll be honest, part of me got a, um, a sinking feeling early on in the show. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, but then as the show went on, I'm not, I don't have a sinking feeling anymore. I really don't. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you uh, came on today, and I'm, I'm really happy about this. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. And the reason I, <laughs> the reason I say that is because when you started talking, I had a brief oh no moment. You know, what did I? Because I didn't have a lot to to ask you about. And then when you started asking me questions, it's like aha. This this saves this saves the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it, it worked out. It worked out good. It, it worked out good, and, and I, I'm I'm very happy that that you asked what, what you did. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, and thanks for having yeah. me on. Yeah, definitely. Podcast. Definitely, and and I, I'm glad, and I, and like I said, and I'm 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 glad that that you came on in particular because I do think it's important to have a good mix of, of guests, because if, if all I'm doing is having people on talking about bipolar only or depression only, that can get pretty monotonous and it kind of defeats the whole purpose of, you know, talking about mental health. Um, I, so I think, I do think it's, it's, it's good to have a, a good mix of, of guests and a good variety of guests. And so, yeah, it's, um, so I'm, I'm happy with this, how this episode is turning out. And, and for those listening, this is how you hear it in real time, <laughs> even with, uh, with a phone call that I picked up that I shouldn't have and left you hanging and left the listener hanging. Um, <laughs> so this is what's going to happen they're hearing it now and it's going real time boom finish no no this is not real time it's being it's being pre-recorded so you're going to hear this i would say maybe a few weeks later so it's not it's not going out live in other words yeah i mean that's what i do as well for a lot of the podcasts i some i have had some weeks where i put two together but then then sometimes i've had in a week so then in, yeah. but most of the time i do it about we record them like three weeks ahead and I put them one week after another. Yeah. Um, but I think since I put, put that post out on the podcast group, I've had quite a few guests. I'm probably <laughs> cool. a bit too many people. Yeah. Well, I, I've had to increase to twice a week because I've gotten somewhat of a backlog and I still have a backlog, even going to two episodes a week. Um, so like I said, and, and that's good because I want to have more stuff out there. I want people to know, A, that they're not alone and that there's help available and that 
when they go to you know my, my show that there's episodes that they can listen to and they if people don't don't know about this movie which i hope they don't they don't know because it's a horrible movie <laughs> that they'll give us a listen and go huh the couch trip i don't know about that movie maybe i'll click on this and see what this is about and they'll hear this conversation where i step away from the podcast to answer a phone that i shouldn't have answered and that i get questions asked of me which i'm happy to answer um but yeah this i think this is going to be one of the more interesting episodes i'll, I'll be honest with you <laughs> in a good or bad way <laughs> <laughs> in, in a good way because i mean because i'll because speaking for myself and i don't know if you're the same way but i don't like podcasts where it sounds overly scripted where it sounds like someone like a publicist and I'm not, I'm not knocking publicists. If there's any publicists out there, I'm not knocking your job. Publicists have, have a job to do and I'm not knocking that, but uh, you've heard those, right? Where, where it sounds all rehearsed and, and pre-recorded. Oh, this, this is pre-recorded. I'm not knocking pre-record, but where, where it sounds rehearsed and I don't, we've not rehearsed anything, correct? I think, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I'm saying is me saying it right at the moment. Yeah. Other than me mentioning the movie, which I'll probably mention again a couple more times that, that it sucks. Um, nothing else has really been mentioned before I hit record, right? Yeah. And I didn't get any, you didn't tip me off that you would be asking anything about, you know, <laughs> about me or the podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um. Now, now, for those who are watching, like I said, this is another example of another example of how unrealistic the movie is. I mean, he's he's he connives his way into um, you know cash without anyone asking for his ID. I mean, they wouldn't wouldn't that be something you'd want to ask someone? Oh, by the way, do you have your ID to show that you're this this doctor? No one asked yeah. him about his ID. <laughs> so if it were that simple. You know, I'd go out. You you probably do that too. I mean, go out and you know, get get thousands of dollars and you know, be, be someone else for for a, for a day if they were that easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, never mind that most rate and and this movie in many ways is is a precursor to um, Private Parts. You know, the Howard Stern movie Private Parts. There's a lot in the movie that that reminds me of Private Parts. Uh, probably because of how vulgar some of the humor is, which is more at home in the Howard Stern movie. Uh, but be that it may, that sort of reminded me of, there are parts of this that really remind me of, of a private parts. Um, so as we, as we wind down, um, I did want to mention some, some resources uh, for you. There is uh, Mental Health America, uh, which is mhanational.org. Uh, there's also NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI.org. Uh, both of those groups will give you factual information um, to correct a lot of what you'll, you, you've been watching in this movie. Um, so Marvin, thank you. Thank you very much for, for being here. I, I appreciate it. This, this has been fun. Thank you for having me. So uh, thank you at home for listening or if you're driving or at work or wherever you might be listening. Um, stay safe, everyone. And um, talk with you next time. Uh, bye. Bye.